Hi there listeners. Welcome to episode 119 of Never on the Backfoot podcast. This is me Neha Shetty and I'm so glad to have you all listening in. When legendary India batter Mithali Raj announced her retirement, it not only brought an end to one of the most decorated careers in Indian cricket, but also to one of the most influential stints in the sport. In a career spanning 23 years, Mithali Raj represented India a record 333 times across all formats. She scored a world record 10,868 runs and became the first Indian captain to lead the country to two World Cup finals. But the legacy she leaves behind goes well beyond mere numbers. The first woman to make it big in a predominantly male sport, she helped girls across the country nurture a dream. This episode is all about the legendary, iconic and inspirational batter Mithali Raj. On the podcast today we have Bharat Hegde. He is an active cricket enthusiast who follows the game avidly. He is used to crying as an RCB fan and more recently as a fan of Virat. On the field he's a wild slogger and a military medium bowler. Without further ado, let's hop on to this very interesting discussion. Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? Hey, hey, hey Neha, I'm doing pretty good. It's uh, been a little hectic, but yeah, cricket's uh, the saving grace right now. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, before we get started with the topic, you know, I'll just ask you a couple of questions so we can acquaint our listeners about you and your love for the game. So what got you yep. first interested in the game? You can talk about yourself as a cricket fan and also about some of your early memories of the sport. So yeah, um I got into cricket uh, mainly because of my relatives. Uh I have a, I had uncles and uh, brothers who are into cricket and i got into watching i believe i first watched a match sometime in 2006 i was 5 6 year old 6 year old then and uh, i was watching the india pakistan series i think in that year and uh, i sort of fell in love with how the game uh, flows right it's a especially in odi cricket that's what i first started watching it's about you never you never know that who, who's going to win at some point of time in some games you do know but largely it can change at any moment and uh, that sort of uh, got me into that edge of the seat kind of uh, thrill with cricket so that's that's how i got into watching cricket and uh, eventually i start i watch i start watching all the formats and uh, fell in love with the game entirely playing and watching fascinating and you know who is your favorite cricketer growing up and who is it currently growing up uh, it used to be ricky ponting uh, because of uh, both his batting and his captaincy mm-hmm. the way he approached the game um, he obviously had a great team at his disposal but the way he approached the game uh, with the idea of winning every single game and uh, his batting as well uh, not so much against spin but uh, especially when he used to batting in space the trigger movement it used to be something i tried I tried to emulate while i was playing street cricket or <laughs> cricket in school so he used to be my favorite player uh now uh it's uh, virat obviously uh, virat someone i do look up, uh, look up to in terms of as a player mm-hmm. and as a leader how he has been but yeah growing up uh, it used to be ricky at that point wow and uh, what is your favorite cricket book of all time do you read a lot i do uh, my favorite cricket book is actually quite weird uh so there's a couple uh i i don't seem to remember the name there's a very very recent one uh, written by ravi shastri about uh, all the players he's played with and the captains he's played with and his life as a coach hmm. uh that was one and there was a 
quiz book uh, during the 2008 World Cup that was released by I think ICC itself. Mm-hmm. So uh, based on cricket, I uh, read a lot of opinion articles and uh, basically Crick Buzz or Crick Info and Crick Tracker, all of them. But uh, books uh, that stand out uh, are uh, Ravi Shastri's uh, accounts, uh, memoirs, and uh, the quiz book mm-hmm. that I read. Yeah. The book's called Stargazing, The Players in My Life. Yeah. Yes. And if you also had to look at some of your uh, favorite matches of all time, what's coming right at the top of your head? Right at the top of my head uh, would be... uh, Yeah, there's so many ways. You'll have to give me a moment. Uh, There's obviously the uh, famous uh, test match, uh, I think, in GABA where... uh, India took down Australia after like hmm. 35 years, I think, that Australia lost a test match at the Gabba. So that had that has to be one. And uh, another would be, um, obviously, the World Cup finals come to mind, the 2020 World Cup and the 2011 World Cup. Uh, another would be, I think, uh, the 2018 India-England series. India lost that match, actually. But uh, the first match of that series where... Uh, Virat Kohli, I think he had a horrible series in 2014 and mm-hmm. uh, everyone was wondering uh, how, he, how will he do, uh, what will he do. And uh, to come up with that innings, I think he scored 140-odd in that innings. Mm-hmm. And uh, to carry the team single-handedly, I think that comes, comes to mind as a moment, as a match. And that really signaled a change in how the Indian cricket team approached overseas series as well, right? England used to mm-hmm. be, a, we lost that series 4-1, I think. But we lost that series far more closely than most people would remember than the scoreline would suggest because we lost most a few moments in crucial games and we ended up losing the series by that much but it signaled a change in how we approached the game right where mm-hmm. we weren't scared of like swinging or seeming tracks and we had a bowling attack that could bowl out the opposition there so that match really comes into mind because it largely set the tone for what is happening even today in england so yeah Exactly. I mean, these are uh, really interesting matches that, uh, you know, you should like. And uh, I think what I found really fascinating was when I approached you for this episode, you immediately agreed. So, uh, do you yeah. like follow men's cricket? And have you followed Mithali Raj's career trajectory? And how do you look at her? Yep. So, uh, women's cricket, uh, I used to follow on and off uh, for a large part of time when I was young because uh, I didn't have a lot of access to resources at that time. And even then, uh, especially uh, women's cricket was not promoted as much as it is today. Uh, even though today we still have a long way to go, uh, it's still better than what it used to be. And uh, before I got access to internet or access to uh, the all the platforms that are there today, it used to be largely the newspapers or sometimes if I could access a website. And uh, Mithali Raj's name uh, popped up uh, quite early on as well. She's had a fantastically long career and uh, but the first name I actually heard in relation to women's cricket was, was Anjum Chopra to be honest uh, she was a name that was on uh, everyone's uh, uh, everyone's lips and uh, she was also a leading light at that point but uh, immediately after that would be Mithali Raj and from then on uh, to do what she has done over I think two decades now 22-23 years it has been uh, incredible uh, I feel and I have followed Mithali Raj's career a lot because um, she's a great player, but even I think in the mid 2016s, 17s, 18s, like it was in the larger cricket spectrum, the talk about strike rate, all of that, and her name coming up saying, uh, even though she's a bona fide legend and all of those controversies. So 
she has remained in the news because of the game and because of what other people have said so yeah uh, i have followed her career uh, to a major extent right and you know making her international debut you know this is way back in 1999 she didn't take long in becoming you know this household name for uh, the indian cricket team now she has played yeah. so many uh, important knocks one after the other she has uh, helped you know notch those memorable victories to over the years now beat anchoring the innings in the middle overs or you know her <laughs> strike rate coming under the scanner but she has embraced yeah. all the challenges that came her way in such a long career so how would you yeah. look at it and what are your thoughts in the same so when you so the, the longevity of the career is also a uh, is a huge thing like it it speaks to the caliber of the player right a lot of people overlook that the fact that you're able to play 22 23 years is not a joke it's like entire lifetimes for a person like me because i've lived only 22 years of my life and that's just her career and uh, that's something a lot of people overlook and the fact that uh, the indian cricket team again the, the women's cricket team is a very competitive place so you don't really hold your place until you play at that level for a long period of time and to do that for over two decades is phenomenal and uh, her performances also have led to a lot of firsts for india where uh, be it a world cup final be it winning multiple series and all of that right so sh- she has largely led the way for uh, what india the indian cricket team is today uh beat with the rise of the uh, beat with the rise of smriti mandana uh, the new age coming of uh, shefali so all of that but uh, she's the base on which all of that is built right she she showed that yeah uh, you can make it and you can make it for a very very long time if you keep performing absolutely and even you know if you talk about the record she's broken and the, and created they're numerous now if we talk about all of them <laughs> the episode time will not suffice but obviously you know beyond those numbers too it is imperative to look at you know the impact she has had in the game uh, this is starting mm-hmm. right from her early years and we will always have her legacy it's going to be everlasting now how do you look at it you know like she has inspired girls thoughts in the same yeah um again uh, my perspective will be coming from the external side uh, but uh, she she was what uh, 16 uh, 15 16 uh, hmm. uh, when she first started like when she was considered for the game and uh, then she made her debut i think at the age of 8, 18 or 19 and uh, at that age right and especially when she began uh, as i said uh, before the internet and uh, before anyone uh, had access uh and bci bcci obviously didn't spend that much on promoting the women's game uh, as it is today uh on the uh, sports channels on front page of the newspapers all of that but uh she has heralded that change right in in a lot of ways we say that in men's cricket it was 1983 that changed things maybe women's cricket in india didn't have that one defining moment but mithali raj's career is a great way to look at how uh, a single player or a single legend at this point the legend that she has built is enough to change how the entire game is viewed right and uh, across the years it has gone from being uh, a niche uh, sports to actually today the bcci putting in effort uh, resources into the domestic game into the grassroots level which is what really brings a sport alive uh, any sport alive where you have young women uh, young girls uh having someone to look up to that's also a huge thing i think mm-hmm. she gave uh, the country that uh, the youngers that you have someone to look up to saying that okay i want to play and uh, i don't want to play like ricky ponting i don't want to play like uh, sachin tendulkar i want to play like mithali raj because 
she she's the legend and i want to emulate her so having those kind of figures also really plays a huge role in how the sport is also viewed within the country exactly and you know when you talk about legends too you can't just ignore julan goswami now these two often known as miljul in you know your social media discourse and everything have contributed so much to indian cricket now how important you know how instrumental do you think have these two been for indian cricket and inspiring a whole set of you know next generation to take up the sport so uh, yeah julan goswami i recently recall i think uh, india were playing a series against australia there were three mm. really close games. australia won the first two and india managed to win the last and uh, uh, i remember julan goswami bowling really well in one of those games in the opening this thing and uh, it was shocking to think that she's 39 right and yeah. uh, it's it speaks a lot and especially for a fast bowler it it, it might be a little easier for let's say a spinner uh, but for a fast bowler to have that kind of longevity to uh, have that kind of fitness is a huge thing and uh, again uh, the two of them right uh, julan goswami and mithali raj uh, together they have carried the team for a large part of the last decade uh, but now the young guns coming in uh, and mithali having retired and all of that but put into words uh, it's it's like carrying uh, it's very difficult because uh, in the beginning you don't know uh, what the sport is going to give you and uh, to stick at it until you succeed until the sport itself succeeds in the country kudos to both of them and uh, julan has pl- uh, proved her metal in all formats that she has played in and uh, incredible numbers so maybe they they might have gotten a lot more fanfare and adulation if they had started playing today and had the kind of career they have had but i think their journey itself was incredibly important for indian cricket because uh, it brought women's cricket uh, to the uh, to the forefront to the discussion uh, it brought other players into the limelight where uh, you are like okay these guys are coming in okay how do they compare to mithali raj how do they compare to julan goswami so these guys had to tread the unknown waters first so that others could come after them exactly that's so well put because when they were starting off the kind of resources and everything you know for them to access was really difficult but in spite of all of that when you look at mithali raj right she has scored 10868 runs now this includes an insane 9350 plus scores and over 333 international appearances now these are world records which are like probably unbeatable for anyone and even during the recently concluded world cup she became like the first female cricketer and like third all time to play in six editions now her odi career has spanned like 22 years which is probably the longest in the history of the game now if you had to just look back and reflect on what fueled that longevity and the passion how would you look at it yeah it's insane actually 22 years and 274 days is older than me like her career is older than me <laughs> so uh, it 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 puts a lot of perspective into what she has achieved right and to score that many runs to score that many 50 plus scores and uh, across so many appearances longevity and passion i think passion is what brings you to the game first um, and in her case it absolutely had to be the passion for the game itself at least today you might say okay there's a passion for fame there's a passion for money but uh, in those days especially it, it was a pure passion for the game and when there's pure passion for the game and you enjoy playing uh, games and you perform well i think performing well is also a huge part because otherwise when you don't get the returns that you expect on the field uh, mm. it really dampens but to perform the way that she has um 
is probably what kept her going for so long because as long as you're scoring and as long as you're helping your team win, uh, you want to go on, you want to go out there and you want to play. It's, it's the same feeling that you have in the national team. It's the same feeling anyone has uh, on the cricket ground anywhere in this country where you're like, okay, I'm on this field to help my team win the game. And as long as that is the idea that you have, then you're probably ready to give all of you for as long as it's necessary and as much as you can give. So I think that's a large part that has uh, played in her longevity uh, and her passion for the game and fitness, right? As I said, uh, mm. even her or Julian Goswami, the fitness to keep coming back no matter what the injuries were, keep coming back no matter how many slumps in form because everyone goes through some slumps in form. The greatest have gone through slumps in form and uh, Mithali Raj is one of the greatest. So she's a testament to everyone else who's going to come uh, after her uh, to the fact that, okay, a few games here and there don't really matter as long as you keep coming back, as long as you keep helping your team win. So I think that's one big takeaway on how she has managed to sustain her career for such a long period. Absolutely. And even when you have a look at her records, right? Now she has 71, 50 plus scores in ODIs in 211 innings. Now, how consistent is that? Many people felt that, you know, because the kind of batting around her was always fragile, a lot of the pressure was on her. But, you know, soaking in all that pressure and still performing at the biggest stage tells something about her, right? Yes. So, um, the stats, are that's almost like 150 plus score in three innings. That's, yeah, uh, yeah that's exactly 150 plus score for every three innings. And that's uh, insane, right? that tells you that one in three times she's succeeded. Uh, and as you said, having her, uh, the team that even when she began with was quite fragile around her. Uh, it puts a different kind of pressure on you. Maybe uh, she, since the early years of a player shape, how they play the rest of their career, maybe she'd have been a much more free flowing uh, player. Let's say uh, uh, today, if uh, she had had the kind of support that she has today, then, but uh, she has largely adapted her game very well to the changing needs of the game. And uh, the stats show that, that uh, she was effective in the early 2000s. She was effective in the mid 2000s. She was effective in the early 2010s. And she's still, she was still effective until the day she retired. And uh, that, that only comes about when, when you're ready to like evolve with how the game demands you to evolve. Um, it's a hallmark of all great players where... Uh, you have once you start getting a bit of runs under your belt, you're like, okay, I know this game, but to have the humility to say, okay, the game has changed and I need to change with it, is an is a huge part. And Mithali is a huge example of that. That if you if you have the humility to change and if you have the humility to evolve, then uh, you'll succeed in any conditions in any phase of the game. Most certainly. And, you know, throughout her career, we've seen how she's copped criticism throughout. And if we observe the last few years of her career, we have witnessed a surge, you know, in the interest in the game. Consequentially, there's also been scrutiny and divided opinions. Now, for the longest time, we've seen how she has been instrumental in so many wins. She's performed miracles on the field. And this is mostly away from the spotlight. And even a significant part of her career was spent away from the glare of the media. And even fans, you know, as she was making sure that women's cricket was in the news, thanks to her exploits. But it was mostly just, you know, after the fact recognition. At many times, even in press conferences, just before the World Cup, you know, people knew that the women's team is going to a World Cup. Let's give them the attention. And don't you think, yeah. you know, if the comparison with her being the Sachin Tendulkar of women's cricket is 
quite unfair thoughts it's impossible to compare right if uh, mm. mithali had begun her career with the kind of media attention sources that the men's game had maybe it would have been completely different it's it's very unfair to uh, compare like that uh because mithali raj is her own animal like her legend her myth is is her own thing because what she has done probably nobody else could do mm. because uh not just as a player right as i said to turn turn around the perception of the whole game that's not something that uh, anyone uh, any single player that in my uh, memory has been able to do to change the perception of how a country views a game a single player and uh you you cannot uh, make comparisons like that without uh, looking into the resources that each of those people mm-hmm. have had going into the game going into their careers and uh, the scrutiny and opinions come because uh, she her she set the bar right like before her not many had set the bar she set the bar so high and eventually she will be held up to it and when you get a country or a team used to winning and then obviously form slumps uh, the team may not play so well and she, she was an incredible captain as well uh, uh, led us to a few finals and when all of that happens uh, eventually when a player starts aging there's always people who are uh, out out there saying okay maybe this player is done there's always players there's always people who want to put like okay mithali raj is done you want to write off the person because uh, there's new players coming in and you're like okay this is it but with mithali raj i always felt that once media attention came in the game had changed to the point where uh, uh, players like shafali uh, how shafali verma plays or smriti plays uh, a lot of people forgot that the reason they're able to play like that the reason they're able to go out and express themselves is knowing that there's a steady bank of runs that's always there in the middle order that will give that will give you runs every single time even if you succeed even if you fail there's always mithali raj to fall back upon and th- that kind of security gives other players the freedom to go out and express themselves uh and uh yeah uh, i don't i don't think the comparisons are fair because uh it's like comparing apples and oranges because uh, if you, if you say as batsman purely if you're looking at batsman obviously it's comparable because what she has done in the game statistically is comparable to what tendulkar tendulkar has done in the men's game but uh, the sheer impact of uh, the sheer impact she has had on women's cricket is probably immeasurable uh, compared to any other player across the spectrum so yeah those would be my thoughts on that exactly i think that's such a valid point you bring because many a times you know you just end up taking mithali raj for granted you know you want the influx of youngsters coming into the team people replacing her after one you know bad knock or something but it's you know a very good point you bring but even you know when you look at mithali raj right she has proven her mettle in the leadership department as well leading india to two finals in a world cup is yeah. like insane you can't imagine someone doing it now and you've yeah. seen the likes of you know smriti mandana and harmanpreet kaur who have made their international debuts under her and they've all become such a formidable force in world cricket so how good yeah. you know that to see you know we have had such leaders emerge under her and actually excel too so uh, so a great leader right uh, a, a great leader is probably a person who looks out more for the team than for themselves mm. um and a 
huge part of that is knowing that your career is not immortal that one day you're going to hang up your boots and the team needs to go on the show needs to go on and the team needs to reach new heights and uh, a large part of a leader's success is also measured on how they're able to help other players grow into leadership roles so that when they are leaving the team is not left bereft of any kind of leaders uh, the this is one of the problems the great western west indian teams faced in the late 90s once the great players courtney uh, walsh curly ambrose uh, even until the age of brand lara and chandapal all of them left and there was no one to mm-hmm. replace them um and you saw and you have seen what has happened to west indies cricket uh, until i say last year since last year they've showed some good signs uh, but yeah and that that's a huge part of uh, mithali rat's career right when you look at it the way she, uh, she has she and the staff have nurtured new players who are coming in and a lot of these players might uh, look radically different from how mithali raj played, played the game but uh, to have the pragmatism to allow them to play the game they want to play to back them continuously to ensure that uh, they get the support uh, from the management that they deserve is what constitutes a great leader and mithali raj checks all of these boxes and that will be what holds india in good stead even now that she's done with the international career that is what will hold hold the entire team in good stead and uh, it's a pioneering role that she has played along with julian goswami in terms of how the team was uh, built and how the team is structured today where you have players with different roles you have players with specific focus for example you have shafali bama whose only job is to go out there and express herself and to to have that kind of confidence is when you have great leaders nurturing you when you have great leaders telling you that it's okay that we'll back you and uh, that's something mithali has done incredibly well throughout her career exactly and even when you look at cricket right it's a sport that's so you know utterly dominated by men's cricket that we tend to take the women's game much lightly and even probably the records now when we look at june 2018 mithali raj became the first indian cricketer male or female to cross 2000 t20 runs but nowhere in the media could we see you know anyone bring this up and we often don't talk about women's records on par with men but how amazing was it to you know see her score that 2000 t20 runs in a format that is so you know emerging and fast paced and thoughts on the same uh, so as i said before right um, as as long as a a great player like mithali raj knows that she has to evolve with the game and testament to that is in the youngest format she has uh, she's the first to cross 2000 runs and uh, media obviously the media especially today uh, likes the glitz and glamour lot right you'd rather focus on rohit sharma i think right now is the highest t20 national run scorer for us or uh, let's say a fastest century by uh, or a blitzkrieg opening partnership between uh, smriti mandana and shafali verma but what they for, what they and a lot of us fail to take into notice is that the game is so much more than moments the game is a huge narrative Just, so the media would uh, love to focus on a rohit sharma having so many records in t20 cricket or uh, a blitzkrieg opening partnership between smriti mandana and shafali but uh, that's the media right they can't put out the entire game as a highlights package they'll choose to focus on the moments but uh, that's where as as you also rightly pointed out the uh, mithali raj goes a little under the radar because uh, 
she's never the in your face i'm going to take down take the bowling apart by hitting six sixes in an over going after every single ball but uh, what she does is slowly demoralize the bowlers by knowing that you can't get past her you're not going to get her out because she's supremely skillful and uh, all you can hope for her hope for is to for her to make a mistake or something like that and that's a testament to the fact that she's she was the first to do that in both men's and women's cricket and uh, yeah it's a matter of fact that the men's cricket, men's game receives a lot more attention it has been like that and it's gotten a little better for the women's game today but as i said there's a long way to go and there are positive signs with um, grassroots level investment being made into the women's game but uh, putting these kind of records out right that mithali raj was the first to cross this uh, 2000 runs in t20 internationals is again the source of inspiration for a lot of people a lot of women who are going to want to play the game where you ha- as kids we always we are like okay my favorite player did this my favorite player did that and with mithali there are so many countless memories about what she has done and uh, yeah uh, it's an incredible statistic and just shows how much how how far we have left to go to take the women's game and bring it to the level of where the kind of attention the men's game receives today exactly and you know in spite of all these challenges and hurdles she is you know your ideal definition of value some of us perhaps considered you know dated in today's fast paced era we have discipline copybook style and painfully correct you know tedium of doing things the right way yet we have mithali raj who has you know aged like fine wine she has uh, you know faced the enormity of challenges in the form of uh, shabnam ismail or Su- uh, suzy bates sophie divine and uh, you know to name a few these are some of the players she has you know played against and she has also remained admirably cool so what are your thoughts on the same you know like how has she upped her game every single time she stepped out so i remember this uh, um last few months right and um, mithali raj everyone the thought was okay she's she's been here so long she might be aging a little and each time i checked the scores each time i was watching the match she's always around 30 35 40 and she's crossed 50 and she's basically taking the team to to 250 260 240 uh giving the bowlers something to bowl at and uh this was across 22 years this is a this is across a generation of players that she has faced uh bates devin uh lanning perry all of them are even are superstars today but she has also faced a crop of players from before them she has, she has uh, she has played a crop of players after these players as well and uh, she has outlasted all of them and i think that's a testament to how she plays the game as well right that uh, each time she comes out to bat you know she comes in with a determination saying you shall not get past me the bowler shall not get past me and that has uh, that has helped her outlast all of these players and an entire generation and uh, it's a determination that comes out of a supreme confidence in your abilities in the way that you play the game and i think after 20 years uh, mithali has the luxury of uh, saying that she knows how to play the game nobody else can tell her ki okay this is how you should play the game because she's done it so well for so long so i think yeah Uh, my thoughts on that would be that she has outlasted them and her legacy too will uh, in a way outlast pretty much anyone else especially in this country and across the world as well absolutely 
So now when we look at women's cricket too, right, it has languished in neglect and obscurity while the male counterparts on the other hand have reaped riches and fame thanks to the IPL and like a bunch of other revenue sources. Now India's female cricketers yeah. did not have access, you know, to a lot of facilities, infrastructure, coaching structures or even a proper domestic structure for that matter but that's a discussion for another day. Now, players would have to, you yeah. know, graduate straight from pitch mats to international wickets. And with Nathali Raj at the forefront, right, Indian female cricketers constantly waged a battle on the system while uh, also fighting for a better funded, better trained uh, rivals as well. Now, how unfortunate is that? And going ahead, do you see any systemic changes that can be brought about? So, the issue at hand is a larger societal issue, issue on how uh, women's access to sport or women's access to uh, careers that are not uh, considered so ideal for them is. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, I don't know, there was this huge hoopla around, uh, there's a movie com- coming out around Mithali Raj's journey mm-hmm. and how uh, she had to uh, play and how the women's cricket had to play, uh, team had to play with the men's cricket jersey on and all of that. And those are just some moments that highlight the larger problem, right? That uh, there's a lot of argument around, oh, we can't invest so much because what will be the returns? Mm. But if you look around the world now, if you look at how the 100 was received and uh, there was a complete uh, stadiums were filled in the uh, 100 for all the games. And you see that if you give women's cricket the pedestal if you give it the importance and people are there consumers are there to consume it so the idea that okay why should we invest so much in terms of the boards is no longer valid it was never valid but even until now we all of us would rather believe that than actually investing into the system Hmm. and it's and a lot of the problems that players even today uh, face in the cricket team right uh, where they, let's say, they're very good within the country, but they have problems adjusting with uh, to the moving ball in England or adjusting to the bounce in Australia. A lot of that is simply due to the fact that they've never been exposed to it before. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you see how Smriti Mandana uh, evolved or uh, how a lot of uh, Harman Preet Kaur, for example, has evolved, they've grown used to it now. They, they, they can play the swinging ball. They can play the bouncing ball. They can play spin better and all of this would have been much easier for them or would have been much easier for the entire team if they had the resources beforehand if they had let's say tours to australia or england beforehand which was not very common uh, before and which is still not very common now and it is extremely unfortunate that it's it's a battle that i think at this point Medali Raj might feel i've waged this battle for 20 years and uh, okay there's been some change but there's still so much to do and it's deflating to a lot of people, but kudos to Mitali and all the cricketers uh, uh, in the way that they they are playing the game. They are holding up the game for not just themselves, but the rest of the girls who want to play the game in the country. And in the future, well, the BCCI, I think Saurav Ganguly mentioned that there is a plan to start a women's IPL mm-hmm. and there's a plan to start uh, investing into the grassroots but on the other hand uh, i think the icc chief recently said that the women's game would not see a lot more test matches because people mm-hmm. don't want to see test matches uh, it'll move towards the shorter format so you can't really say that things might get better 
you can all we can always hope that things will get better but there's a lot of challenges systemic and in terms of the mindset so i don't know it looks decent right now but there's still a long way to go is what i'd characterize it as right and you know picking up at one point you made of uh, women's test cricket right so when we have a look yeah. at mithali raj's career too she has played just 12 test matches in her uh, career that has spanned 23 years she scored that iconic 214 which was then you know the highest score in uh, women's cricket in 2002 to guide india to a legendary victory over england in taunton now after that she has just played five test matches in the next four years and none in the next eight So, what are your thoughts on this? And do you think women's cricket should have uh, more Test matches and just not look at everything from an economical lens and you know the investments and returns part of it? Yeah. So, the thing is, I think until the IPL, especially the IPL started, uh, cricket was not such a big cash cow. Uh, it was largely limited to the uh, bcci that was making the money and icc the and the cricket boards that were making the money but with the beginning of the ipl it's all become about cash right ipl then the rest of the leagues around the world and now the 100 where even for the boards and even for the brands that are involved even for how how product wise it has become right if you see a swiggy or a, a zomato they have sections of the game that they're sponsoring the power play the death overs and in such a scenario test cricket cannot compete in that sense test cricket uh, cannot compete in the commercial sense of it where you can't productify the test match hmm. but it's still to me personally it's it's the best version of the game i i i i love watching test matches across five days or the four days in the women's game and uh, i recently felt this right yeah i think they yesterday there was a match between uh, south africa and england the hmm. There's a South African batsman who scored a brilliant century in the first innings, and the game was poised perfectly uh, for a brilliant fourth innings, where uh, South Africa was uh, defying the the English bowling attack, and the uh, the match did get washed out. Uh, but eventually, we saw that out of a four-day game, only two and a half days were played, and even then, a lot of the Test matches that I do see. Uh, played in the women's game are limited by just the fact that they played across only 4 days and uh, it's unreal to think that mithali raj has played only 12 test matches in her career mm-hmm. 12 test matches is not is genuinely not enough in, if, if you look at the men's game is not enough to gauge a person's caliber mm-hmm. and to think that a player of mithali raj's caliber a proven player a legend of the game has only played 12 test matches is unthinkable and women's cricket should definitely have more test matches because that is when you get to see the true true skill of a player right the complete skill can can a player move the ball around in the first 10 overs can a player wait play the waiting game by bowling defensive lengths until the ball gets old and starts reversing can they do that and that's a complete test of a bowler and in batsman you have to deal with the moving ball you have to deal with reverse swing you have to deal with, deal with seam which is not very pronounced in the limited overs game with Multi, uh, uh, where the ball isn't allowed to get so old, and definitely there have to be more test matches uh, in in the women's space in the coming years. But as I said, uh, with the statements that the ICC chief has made recently, it doesn't look very good. One can only hope it gets better because test match cricket is the purest form of cricket in that sense, and the world deserves to see more of. how women can women play test matches because there's a lot of fight there's a lot of technique there's a lot of 
ability there that has to be showcased exactly test cricket is you know the pinnacle of uh, cricket and we need to see uh, more women's test matches and hopefully icc will take that into account and just ignore you know the uh, recent icc uh, person you know official chair who said uh, greg bartley who said you know women's test matches uh, don't have a future but uh, hopefully you know yeah. we can ignore comments like that but uh, even you know mithali raj's career right now during her tenure the sport has obviously taken massive strides so starting off we had the women's cricket association of india waci but eventually yeah. uh, i think in 2005 or something we had the bcci uh, take over so yeah. do you think that acquisition you know that merger was like the best thing that happened for women's cricket because the wca clearly struggled a lot with you know funding resources and everything but the bcci has you know done uh, some good for women's cricket so what were your thoughts on that so purely from the view of the conditions for the uh, players it's gotten better um uh i can see that until 2016 that female cricketers weren't uh, even given central contracts and uh, that is not that does not behoove a board like bcci like it's the richest board in the world it's even richer than the icc and uh, is richer than more, many of the other boards combined hmm. and uh, to see that in 2005 you brought women's cricket under your control and it took you almost a decade to start offering uh, cricketers contracts to start offering them a decent wage in that sense it severely limits how women in the country view the sport because uh, passion for the game is one thing passion for the game will sustain uh, you to an extent but after a point you you need to like make ends meet you need a stable career and a a contract is a huge part of that it, it sustains you uh, throughout your uh, playing career and to not have that limits how how far a, a woman can dream about her career right where um, let's say i think uh, until 2016 2017 you could dream of playing for india and that's a huge thing mm. but there was nothing else associated to that if you won a series you won the prize money you were uh, you had a stipend but there was no contract there was no there was no stability in that career and when that happens especially in a country like india where it is still difficult for women to access public spaces for women to access careers uh, that they want to choose then it becomes a no brainer uh, for them where they're like okay th- there might not be stability in this how far will my passion truly take me so it should have been a much better scenario uh, better late than never is a good way to think about it but one can only hope that in the coming years that uh, it gets a lot better for women and uh, the bcci being the kind of board it is having the kind of influence it has uh, it has to do a lot more like it is capable of doing a lot more it's it's a question of intent at this point absolutely and uh, you know if in spite of you know again these hurdles and challenges in 2017 india made it to the final of that uh, world cup and this was under mithali raj's captaincy and this was when probably you know the nation truly woke up to how good the women's cricket team is and that heartbreak loss is something that will always you know sting us now matches were televised during that time and almost all of india was hooked on 
watching you know uh, this match now india did uh, lose to england by 9 runs but uh, they still won a lot of hearts so did you follow that world cup and did things change a lot so i remember uh, i had just started college when this uh, uh, when the entire world cup campaign was happening mm-hmm. and uh, i just started my degree and uh, that that was when i think even smriti mandana had really risen through the ranks and there was a huge hoopla around uh, how how well the women's team is performing uh, and i genuinely felt that india would would win the finals i think they had the team for it they had the this thing but uh, on that day england came out better but i remember sitting uh, in a coffee shop after college like i was studying and mm-hmm. uh, there was this air of buzz like there was a buzz of excitement and uh, i i could hear snippets of other people speaking where they they're talking about the final they're talking about punam rod they they're talking about how uh, how mithali i think uh, got out pretty early and they're talking about how whether we'd be able to chase the score down or not and uh, it the game came quite close and i had never seen that before uh, in a about a women's game uh, that kind of excitement because that's what the game does right that's where the game truly shines cricket really shines where it brings people together mm. where it creates experiences and uh, it was a huge success in that terms india's world cup campaign in 2017 a world cup win would have been incredible uh, it would have been a great triumph for mithali and the team but uh, some things are meant to happen and some things are not and this was one of the things that wasn't uh, but it paved the way for a lot of players that we uh, look up to today uh, in the game and uh, maybe we we have to think that a single defeat will not de- define mithali raj's career it obviously will not but it truly changed the way that uh, people viewed the game right people were like okay uh, people uh, it still has to change because uh, i still find that cricketers would rather uh, just as an example i know it's meandering a little but cricketers would rather prioritize a, uh, the men's game and the men's domestic game over showing stats about the women's game in the first fold with something i have had to deal with and uh, but what changed for me was that uh, i i'm a stats person i i do a lot of stats i'm a stats geek like that and uh, i start uh, at that point i follow the world cup in in the statistical manner at the time who's the highest scorer who's bowling well and what what's the what are the pitches doing and all of that and uh, that was a huge change in how the world cup was viewed uh, but yeah that, that was an incredible world cup this and the uh, i know it's unrelated but the t20 world cup final that we played mm. i think we lost to australia uh, even that day i remember that there was a huge uh, buzz about the game about the this thing so it is slowly changing uh, and uh, i hope it changes uh, and it keeps changing for the better is what i hope exactly and uh, you know we have often also seen how a player's career is uh, kind of you know like acknowledged and defined rather than celebrated in that manner only if they you know one silverware or some major trophies now in mithali raj and jolan goswami's case they don't have that uh, world cup win like you know a uh, like winning the trophy itself and or a major tournament victory under their belt now according to you does this you know kind of diminish their accomplishments or will they always be remembered as you know not having won it in spite of all their records thoughts on the same so it depends right uh, there are fans who plays a lot of 
emphasis on uh, silverware uh, in that sense you could look at uh, virat's career today and say that okay as a captain he hasn't won the icc tournaments he hasn't won uh, the ipl and uh, if a player's career if mizali or julian's career is defined by that then it's a very uh, superficial understanding of their career because uh, to win a world cup it takes a decade of preparation to win to win to build a, a team with a winning mentality takes decades uh, and uh, that is what mithali raj and julian goswami has have given us they have given us a template for the team to now go to a world cup and at least where if they don't reach the semi finals if they don't reach the finals we are we feel bad we are like okay they should have made it and that's a huge shift in mentality where you think going to the semi finals or the finals is normal it's the norm and once that happens right it's only a matter of time before you win the silverware and unfortunately some players careers a large part of the career is spent in changing this mindset changing from we'll go and compete to changing from we'll go and win and that shift in mindset is what mithali and julian will be remembered for where they stood toe to toe with the teams with the best resources with australia with england with uh, south africa and stood there and looked them in the eye and told them we are here to win and that is i believe that is how their career should be remembered is how i believe and i think a lot of people will remember them like that and uh, yeah that's how i'd look at it exactly that is a really good way to look at it and uh, even you know going ahead uh, do you see the indian women's cricket team and say fans you know considering we've had mithali raj and julian goswami contribute so much they have nurtured so many young players and uh, do you see you know india winning world cups in the future uh, could we also see possible structural changes that the bcci can incorporate to make it a better space for women cricketers yes um, there are structural changes that need to come in they, uh, more women need to get into the administration of the sport because as long as it's men deciding for women uh, large number of men deciding for women it's you as men uh, me myself right you can never have the lived experience of a woman you can't uh, say what's good for them you can't say what's bad for them without having stepped in their shoes and that's where women and administration is very important and i think that's a structural change that needs to happen and it does seem to be in decent hands i'll not say safe hands because uh, there's a long way to go and uh, we can't get complacent right we can't say okay it's good enough It, it should never be just good enough it has to be mm. the best it can possibly be so i think uh, it's in okayish hands right now but uh, i just hope that it gets better and uh, especially more women get into the administration of the sport which is very important to have that perspective on the game itself exactly and you know uh, even going ahead do you think mithali raj will serve an administrative role considering she's uh, seen indian cricket for so long she's been a part of the system as a player and having been through the trials and tribulations and everything do you think uh, she will get into an administrative role or just you know probably get into coaching and uh, nurture players i think that's a question only she can answer with time <laughs> but uh... she do great in both because i think in an administrative role she has faced so many administrative hurdles in her career that she knows what needs to be done she knows what needs to change and as a coach she'd walk into any dress room and she'd be able to command the dressing room because she is the 
epitome of uh, women's cricket in india so either way she do a great job but i do hope to see her back in the game as soon as possible because the game needs her game still needs her in one way or the other exactly we will be excited to see what the uh, next part of her career holds but uh, you know one of the last few questions before we wrap up the episode how excited and you know stoked are you to see this possible uh, women's ipl in i am very very excited to be very honest because the few games that uh, happen between the playoffs and the men's game uh, supernovas uh, and the other teams they're very exciting and uh, you just you just and at the end of it you feel happy for the winning team but you also feel sad because you wanted more of it hmm. you want to see more of these players coming up and it's a huge opportunity for indian cricket where uh, as you saw with the ipl uh, there's a lot of local talent that gets unearthed these guys had a global platform to play in and it's a huge deal for them and it's a huge deal for the game itself and uh, i think indian cricket will fare, fare much better for it and uh, i hope that we uh, that these games are played these games are broadcast these games are promoted the way they should be because uh, it the game deserves it and the game needs it today so yeah exactly and uh, do you have any final thoughts and a message for our listeners i i i wouldn't call myself a huge fan of the women's game where i geek out about the women's game i follow all the matches that are there hmm. but uh, it's a shift that i'm slowly seeing that uh, i've always been interested in the game but i think what mithali raj has done with her career right something that uh, fascinated me uh, for a large part of the time uh, because it was around the same time that a lot of uh, when she uh, announced her retirement recently and uh, you felt that okay there's a huge void in the game now who who is going to be that one name who stands out and then i realized that what she had done is that from being the one name that stands out she had given us so many other names that we would remember she had given mm-hmm. us a smriti she had given us a harmanpreet she had given us uh, shafali she had given us uh, punam rod she had given us those moments where these people became leaders and i feel that her legacy will be not just her own success but the success of the team that she is leaving behind and uh, for the listeners of the game i just hope that the uh, the game needs more women in it and uh, i hope more women get into administrative roles in the game into playing into coaching into all of it and uh, some day we'll be able to say that uh, yes uh, we have brought it to a sense of parity and uh, maybe who knows uh, channels will f- choose the women's game or the men's game and broadcast things some day i hope is something that i do want to see some day yep absolutely no that's such a fitting conclusion and uh, i really enjoyed this conversation uh, with you about mithali das like there's so much more about her career that we could talk but i'm glad you know we could go over this and uh, yeah. this we draw curtains on the episode that served as a look back and you know basically just to celebrate mithali das's career thank you so much bharat for you know doing this and uh, here's hoping i can have you back on the podcast to discuss you know something amazing again till then stay safe and take yeah. care thank you so much for having me and uh, it's been a great experience and to everyone uh, thank you for listening in ciao cheers
the record she etched, the boundary she pushed, the cover drive that epitomized her technical exactitude, and the floppy hat that became a signature statement, Mithali Raj will be remembered for many reasons. The foremost among them, though, would be her decision to not turn her back on a sport which, like the country she played for, remained indifferent to her for the better part of her career. An indisputed the record she etched, the boundaries she pushed, the cover drive that epitomized her technical exactitude and the floppy hat that became a signature statement, Mithali Raj will be remembered for many reasons. The foremost among them though would be her decision to not turn her back on a sport which, like the country she played for, remained indifferent to her for the better part of her career. An undisputed legend of Indian cricket, there are very few who have had the kind of impact that she has had as far as women's cricket in the country is concerned. She changed the game forever and for the better for which the country will always be grateful to her. Thank you so much listeners for tuning into this episode and for your unstinted support. Please follow and press the bell icon on Spotify and subscribe to the podcast on Google Podcast for the latest episode updates and stay tuned. Do check out at the rate never on the back foot on Instagram and at the rate never on the back one on Twitter for the latest facts, trivia, terminology, retweets, fresh tweets and a lot more that's coming up this cricket season just for you. The podcast is also available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Overcast and a lot of other platforms. So please do spread the word. Also, feel free to share your thoughts and suggestions for the already published episodes and recommendations for future topics. Do share this episode widely and your support is really appreciated. See you next time listeners. Cheers, stay safe and take care. Bye for now.